This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. Most training and resources don't really prepare church leaders for the challenges they will face. These real-world challenges can make you feel overwhelmed, underprepared, isolated, or burned out. We believe you don't have to face challenges alone. It is why Daily Pastor helps church leaders and volunteers find the encouragement and tools to thrive in ministry. On today's episode, we are talking about recharging in ministry, or frankly, how not to run on empty. Whether you've been a church leader for a matter of weeks or for decades, we all know that ministry can be draining work. To lead effectively, we have to make sure we are not putting more out than we are taking in. So we're going to be talking to church leaders about being recharged, being fresh, instead of burning out. I'm Kyle Willis, your co-host today, and as always, joined by, let's see, uh, let's call him a superhero today, Dace Clifton, founder of DailyPastor.com. Dace, how are you today? Man, I'm doing great. Superhero. Uh, I thought you were going to call me a superhero. Uh, oh, oh yeah, was, you are. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm giving you a, a superhero. Are you going... What is your favorite superhero? You going Superman? You going Batman? You you throwing it old school? What are you doing? There's no question that the greatest superhero that we've seen on the big screen recently is going to have to be Wolverine, and that's primarily because of his facial hair grooming. And I'm not even kidding. <laughs> well, you for for those of you who don't uh, know you, Dace, and and uh, get to put a face uh, with the voice, you have a little bit of uh, that going on on your face, don't you? You know, I hope that our, our our listeners can picture me as with the same similar type of physique. You know, ripped up abdomen. You know, with the absolutely. I mean, it's. I mean, I've been mistaken. Actually, that's all a lie. Let's just be honest. Well, Dace, let's go ahead. We can start with growing out the sideburns. Hey, maybe the physique will come later on. But uh, yeah, all right. I'll I'll take Wolverine. To me, uh, I know this is like cursing to some people. Frankly, I'm not a huge superhero fan. I have not seen a single Marvel movie. Um, I don't know. Am I am I struggling here? Am I missing it? I don't know that you are. I mean, uh, the, it seems like it's the same story, replayed, tweaked, and and dialed in over again. Not to get us too far off track, but I could say the same thing also about the Transformers movie. I think if you've seen the first one, you've seen all sixteen. But that's just me. Hey, fair, fair enough. And, and, uh, we are talking about recharging movies are a great way, uh, to kind of recharge that, that battery, but we're going to get actually real specific, real practical. Um, Hey, Dace, as always, can you go ahead and share with us the uh, verse of the day? You bet. It's Luke 10, 40 through 42. And let me just give you a little bit of context here. Jesus has gone into this house where there, there are these two women, Mary and Martha, Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet. Martha is running around. She's trying to serve everyone. Uh, she gets distracted by at her sister or irritated at her sister. And so let's see what the passage says. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. 
this passage, it reminds me just of such an important truth, and that is in the midst of all of the demands that tug at us, man, the, the most important thing is to focus on Christ. And I think I think that's the thing. You you look at these two women and you see one woman has a single focus. She is sitting at the feet of Jesus. The other one is stressed. She's not sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's running around the house. And there's just such a profound difference. For me, it's a reminder to focus on on him, that if I'm to be of help to anybody or to those around me, that comes, it's filtered through a, an exclusive focus on Christ so that I can be a blessing to other people, not trying to meet every need in my own strength, power, or wisdom. It's got to go back to Christ first. Yeah, absolutely, Dason. And, uh, Type back to movies. I'm going to sidetrack, but you'll keep pulling us back to scripture. I have faith in that. Uh, as you were reading that in, in the verse of Martha, Martha, I could only help um, thinking of Mary and the movie. Maybe when I was a little bit younger, the Brady Bunch, and in it, I know it's off of a t- TV show, but she says, "Marsha, Marsha, Marsha." Um, hey, I think that is. Uh, that's all that's playing in my mind. So I, I'm sure you smoke some really good points in there. No, just joking. Um, <laughs> hey, it is important as we're sitting at Jesus' feet that the uh, the difference is profound. And and so we know, um, man, that, that ministry could be difficult. We know um, all the different things that um, are planned and that are on your calendar. But we also know there's a lot of things that, that frankly can happen. Uh, out of the blue. And so, um, Jace, let me ask you this. What are some of the challenges that, that you've seen in ministry that can that can really be draining? Well, you mentioned the calendar a minute ago. And, and I think the important thing to remember is, is as you look at your calendar, there are going to be events, there are going to be situations, there are going to be periods of crisis that are going to require your attention, your prayer, your thought, meetings, all of those things that are not on that calendar. So if you've got a full calendar, um, if you stay busy and the, your ministry is, is, is what you would consider to be demanding, there are things that we can't even plan for that are going to be uh, on that calendar. There are going to be um, accidents. There are going to be periods of crisis. It's going to happen. And I think if we don't have enough margin in our life to navigate those things, we are going to get tapped out. We're going to get drained. The other thing that I want to mention being in ministry, you are in contact with a lot of people, situations, needs, and issues. It is a high-touch uh, career field. I guess that'd be a good way to say it. It is a high-people contact field. And so most of the time when people come to us, it is to uh, seek our counsel or our guidance on a particular issue. It is to help them navigate a particular challenge or season in life. Or it's maybe to ask us, uh, about a particular ministry endeavor or subject that they want insight or help in. And so it's challenging and it can be really draining. Yeah, Dace, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And as I think about it, uh, even good things, um, sometimes too much of them can be uh, just just too much, right? How you think about, um, you know, an all-you-can-eat buffet and it's good food and, and you, you get to that point and you're like, whoa, 
yeah, that was all great, but I feel awful. And, and so I think uh, maybe not the best analogy here for, for ministry, but uh, even good things can, uh, can really weigh you down, uh, ironically enough. And so um, one of the challenges that, days that I see uh, with a lot of pastors, and, and I, I have this interesting role now where I, I work with a lot of pastors, but my full-time job is not um, in ministry and in dealing with uh, the church members. And so um, one of the things that I see just frankly from a little bit of the outside looking in uh, is that, you know, it's just been really hard. The expectations that we put on pastors and uh, in a job description or even just in an unwritten expectation, um, it, it's not fair. And so I just want to encourage those listening today. If you're at that spot where you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling that Man, uh, I'm at 100%. Uh, I can't take a breath. Um, understand that, uh, frankly, that challenge is, is not unique, um, whether regardless of the, the size of your church or, or the impact uh, maybe that it's having or, or in this season. Um, let's shift gears a little bit and, and talk about recharging. So your battery's empty. You're sitting here going, okay, I got to change something. What do you do to keep from running dry, to replenish, recharge? Well, Kyle, let me confess that this is an area where God has really been working on me in just really um, realizing in my own life that there needs to be more margin. There needs to be periods where I am focused on particular things and I'm exercising discipline to stay recharged, to stay uh, healthy and, and and not to run out. And before I share those things, I, I just want to mention that, you know, Kyle, what you said earlier, those feelings that pastors and ministry leaders can feel uh, tapped out, dried out, that is so common. Uh, I've seen that in my own life. I've just about virtually every ministry leader that I've talked to on a personal, uh, deeper level has has confessed to me that, that there are are particular seasons, times, and situations that can really dry us out, really tap us out. And so for me, just a few things that God's been been laying on my heart recently, and I'll kind of go in sequential order with a few things. The first thing is we've got to, we've got to focus on the one thing. Um, that's the foundation. That one thing, of course, is our walk with Christ and who we are before Him, that I might know Him, that I might go deeper in a walk and relationship to the point that I come, that I can honestly say my walk and my relationship with him is the most important thing in my life. It's not the things that I'm doing for him. It's not my identity as a pastor or a preacher. It's, it's the fact that knowing Jesus and dwelling in his courts, just use some old Testament language from the Psalms to dwell in his courts you know, the psalmist talks about better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Getting myself in a place where that can be a true confession, that I'm not just studying only in preparation for the next sermon or because I, quote, know that I need to. Um, there's a huge difference in doing things I know that I need to and, and my heart delighting and wanting to follow God. And by the way, if you're feeling particularly tapped out and dried out, there's a book that I read well over 20 years ago. It was written by Chuck Swindoll, um, and it's called Intimacy with the Almighty. And let me say, this is a painless, 
short read. I mean, you could read this book in about an hour and a half. It's about 40 pages. It has no pictures, but it's got some illustrations. So it is a quick, quick read. And I would just want to encourage you that if you're, you're, if your personal walk with God is is functioning on vapors right now, I'd encourage you to you could probably pick that book up used for just a dollar or two. Check that out. There's some other things we can do, but um, I want to begin at that place. Let me ask you about the idea of sabbatical and and kind of the concept around that. And is that a um, an outdated uh, kind of concept? Is is there more uh, need for that today than ever? Um, because I, I think as with, with a lot of uh, jobs and, and even in the secular world, uh, it doesn't stop. It's turned it in 24 seven. Um, talk to us about sabbatical and like, is that a, a current concept? Is that, or you say, Hey, I think that's probably, um, something that's going away and, and honestly, uh, allowing pastors to take more time through throughout the year, uh, to, uh, avoid something, um, that is so serious and, and recharging. Well, I firmly believe that it's really needed. Um, the challenge of pastors taking a sabbatical, though, is here comes somebody calling me. Sorry, you're fine. Well, let's mute the old phone here. Okay. Hey, I actually think that uh, we may go ahead and leave that in this episode because that's real, right? I mean, <laughs> let, let's 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 get real. We're talking about being authentic and being engaging. Uh, that is real life. I mean, how many times have, have the, has the phone gone off and the text message and the family? Hey, that's real life. People are calling you and they expect um, fairly instant access. So I know you're going to have to call them back after this. But um, yeah, let's go back to your point about, about no, absolutely. Well, in in short, I think that sabbaticals are are absolutely a needed part for long term pastoral success. the 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 principle is simply this: as a as a pastor, as a leader, you have to have more going in than what's coming out, or those things at least have to be close. If there is a lot going out, if there are a lot of phone calls, periods of crisis challenge, demand, meetings, all of the things that that take from us, uh, if more is going out than is coming in, you're going to run dry. The, the challenge, particularly though, with sabbaticals for the local church context, for those that don't have a habit, a pattern, or a tradition of that, frankly, few people understand pastoral ministry. And most pastors that I've spoken to, really the only people that understand the demands are pastors and then people that are part of a pastoral family. Kyle, I know you understand these things because you saw your dad lead a, a large ministry and on a daily basis face the the victories, the challenges, and the struggles. So Kyle, I absolutely believe that sabbaticals are important, that they're needed. Um, there are a lot of challenges, though, if your church is not familiar with that. Number one, sometimes church uh, folk don't understand uh, the need. They don't understand the demands. Uh, there are other times where pastors are viewed uh, with suspicion or even being lazy uh, because we have had some cases where people take advantage of, of, of benefits and things of that nature. But in my opinion, there's no question that it's a really important thing. And I think if you're a pastor and your church has never um, entertained that idea, the best thing that you can do is point them outside your, your ministry context through denominational resources, through some books to uh, that help explain why the church would be better when the pastor is 
uh, replenished, uh, flourishing, and full. I mean, that's when they're going to lead their best. Yeah. And, and I agree. I mean, so it's, it's a both and, so it's not, um, Hey, you can do this or this. The, the need is to, uh, guard and protect and recharge in a, in a short time frame, but also over the long haul. And so I, as I think through it, um, one of the things that I really like, I've, I've, you know, talked to some pastors this week and, uh, one guy had, um, would actually just go to a monastery and, and sit in silence for a few days. And he does that four times a year. Uh, another pastor, it is part of his routine. Um, and I know this is what the uh, congregation thinks happens to every pastor, but part of his routine is to play golf uh, multiple times in the morning. And he's a much better golfer than I am. And so he can still get to the office by uh, 8.30 probably every morning, but that's just part of his routine and how he stays healthy and recharges. So Dace, go ahead and give us another example from your life. Well, definitely one principle that I have to follow up is to not play golf. And uh, for me, because it's so stressful, I, it's just, I want to break clubs. I want to overturn things when I'm out there. I'm a terrible golfer and I like to, I like to win and I'm not able to win at golf. Golf beats me. So don't play golf in my situation, certainly. No, I, I think if I could just, just cover a few things very, very briefly, you know, we talked a moment ago about pursuing the one thing, pursuing Christ. Second, family health has got to come first. Your family, your marriage, your children, you know, that's really your first congregation. And so you have got to order your life so that family health comes first because your family needs to be a refuge. Your family doesn't need to be a battle zone, right? Your family doesn't need to be worn out like they've been running the gauntlet. Um, and so I think as a, as a pastor and a father, I've got to lead my family in that by carving out time. We've got to, there's, there's times where the phone has got to go off. There's times where we're going to get out of town. I know even growing up being also the son of a pastor, my dad, this is before the days when cell phones were prevalent. We left every Saturday morning, our family went somewhere together and um, it was a break. It was a it was a time for us to enjoy each other's company. That's harder when everybody has a cell phone. But the the principle is sound. Your family health has got to come first. You've got to put the big rocks in first. And your relationship with God, your family, your marriage those are the big rocks. And I will even venture to say you have to tend to those rocks before you tend to the most urgent ministry demands. Um, a third thing that I want to mention. And this is based on some other things that I've read and experienced. It's crazy to think about this, but it's often the case that pastors and senior pastors don't have a lot of close friends. And um, that should not be so. Um, they may be viewed as influential or leaders, but they don't have friends that they can just really let their hair down, so to speak, be themselves, laugh, joke, talk about real things that are going on in their heart, in their life. And I think that is so critical. And so I try to maintain and, uh, some, some friendships that are outside my sphere of ministry. And I cannot tell you what a blessing those relationships are. Um, in fact, you know, I love my church body. I love people in my church. I would die for these people. But um, you get something different when you are friends and close friends with those that are outside your ministry context and you get something good. You also get an objective perspective, by the way, but that's another story. 
Yeah, and, and uh, I know I appreciate you sharing that. And, and back on the scheduling and of the big rocks, I, I got a Willisism here to to close us out. But uh, stuff, and I could use a, a different S word. Stuff fills the space it's given, <laughs> right? So um, I typically reference this in terms of like spaces or building use. I've never seen an empty closet uh, in a church building because we like to save everything. But the same is true with our time is that whatever space we allow, um, inevitably, I think the default is that it's going to get full. And so uh, purposely spending that time to replenish and recharge uh, is really crucial. Hey, as always, we just hope that you've been encouraged by this episode as we are here to inspire church leaders in their ministry. If you want to help us grow the reach of dailypastor.com and the Daily Pastor podcast, we would be so great if you could subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. Hey, could we ask a favor? Could you share this episode one time? If you haven't yet, uh, go ahead and share this episode with someone else in your life that you know could benefit um, and need a recharge, need some replenishment. Well, that's right. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I just want to mention that if there's any way that we can encourage you, please feel free to reach out to Dace at thedailypastor at gmail.com. That's thedailypastor at gmail.com or Kyle at talentonservices.com. God bless you. Hope you have a great day. Hope you were encouraged. You know what I love about that episode is all the distractions. And <laughs> that is the reality. Like we try to hide it yes. and we try to say, that, like, no, that's not going on. <laughs> Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast.